Hello, gorgeous soul. I'm Diane Bell, and this is the Aim from the Heart podcast, your weekly dose of tips, techniques, strategies, and inspiration to help you live a life beyond your wildest dreams. If you're ready to use the art of intentional manifestation to create more freedom, more joy, more abundance, and more bliss in your life, you are in the right place. Grab a cup of tea, pull up a chair, and let's have some fun. I am so glad you're here today. Let's do this. Hello, gorgeous soul, and welcome to episode 14 of the Aim from the Heart podcast. This week, I want to take you on a deep dive into the experience that I just had last week, which was James Wedmore's Business by Design live event. Now, I'm going to start this by saying that when I signed up for Business by Design, I did not intend to go to the live event. So I signed up for this program in June. And if you know me, you'll know I am always investing in programs, in mentorship, in my growth. I know that it's the fastest way to get to where I want to go, to get to the next level, to break through. And so from the beginning of my journey with my online business, I'm constantly getting coached, getting mentors, getting into programs. And this one I discovered earlier this year, and I was just like, this is what I need because what I've discovered on my path is that it's one thing to know how to make money on the internet, and it's quite another to actually grow a business of which you are the CEO. And I was at a point in my business journey where I was like, I know how to make money online, but I feel like it really depends on me showing up all the time. And I want to actually build a business that can function without me. And there is like a proper business. It's not just like me always doing a song and dance in order to make money. Business by design really seemed like the bridge for me to get to that goal. And so I signed up for it in June. It's been wonderful. I cannot recommend it enough. Now, part of the package that I bought included a ticket to this event, to this live event in California, the business by design live event. And I thought when I bought the ticket, I was like, there's no way I'm going to go to that. Like, I'm not going to California. I live in Spain. It's too far away. It's too expensive. It's too much time. It's all the things. I'm not going to go to the live event. And I was totally fine with that. It didn't bother me. It was just like done. It wasn't even an option. It wasn't something I debated in my head. It was like, should I go? Should I not go? It was like, I'm not going. And then to my surprise, one day in the summer, I woke up with this download, with this message, and it said, book a ticket, go to the live event in California. And before I could talk myself out of it, because you know what it's like, you have these ideas, it pops into your brain, and then you're like, all the logical reasons why it's not a good idea. Before I could even do that, I just looked online and I was like, oh my gosh, there's actually a direct flight from Barcelona to Los Angeles. Okay, I booked it. I just said, I'm going to do it. Because one of my mottos this year has been follow soul. Just trust the instincts. Don't get into your head. Don't think about it. If you feel it, if it's an instinct, go. So I booked the ticket then. And then the last couple of weeks, I was like, what am I doing? I'm going to California for a week. What? This is insanity. Just for a headline here, like I never leave my kids. It's just not something that I do. And so I was kind of freaking out about it. But I got myself on that plane and went. By the way, I'm really just back. I'm recording this on Friday. I had hoped to record it yesterday. I got back on Wednesday night. I had hoped to record it yesterday, but to be honest, I was wiped out. (laughs) I was just wiped out. I've got a chest infection. I sort of had this cough before I went to California. 
being in California, like that, like those kinds of uh, long distance flights and then being in, you know, working round the clock and all the things I've been doing has not helped to get better. So I'm, I'm not feeling much better. So yesterday I just rested. But today I'm ready to record this and I really wanted to record it now before it sort of like recedes, before I forget, before it becomes a memory rather than something that is still very much alive in my body. And the headline overall is, oh my gosh, I am so freaking glad I went to this event. I don't think I'm the only person that left this event saying I got so much more out of it than I could ever have imagined or anticipated. I don't think I'm the only person there that would say, I think it might have just changed my life. Whew, that's not a big thing, is it? <laughs> in so many ways, in so many ways, it just cracked me open. It made me so aware of where my fears have been, where I'm holding back, my blocks, what's stopping me, all those things. And it really the most important headline here is it just made me realize what needs to shift in order for me to go to my next level with my business, with my life. One of James's edicts is you can't grow your business without growing yourself. And I think this is so, so true. And this is also why having a business is a journey of self-development. It is a journey of learning more emotional intelligence, of learning how to hold the dualities, learning how to grow your mindset beyond what your current reality is, all the things. And this weekend just really created a transformational effect to me, which was quite profound. And I speak as somebody that has done, you know, tons of work in these areas. I've done so many programs, I've worked with so many coaches and gone deep into it. But there's something about getting in a room with 900 other people who have similar goals to you to really create a shift. So what I wanted to do today was just share with you 10 big takeaways, 10 big lessons that I received from this live event. And there were many more, but these were the ones that I thought this is like the main things that I wanted to share about this. What I would say is there's something very, very powerful about coming together live. Definitely. I'm so glad I did it. I'm so grateful to James, to Jenny, to the whole team, to Lori Harder, Jasmine Starr, to everybody who just made this such an incredible and special experience. It really was beyond. And also to all the people that I met, because this was not just about the people who were on the stage, it was about the people in the room. And it was really just such an honor to be there, such a thrill. And I learned so much, faced so much and shifted so much. But here we go. Here are the 10 biggest lessons that I received from James Wedmore's Business by Design live event. The first one that I want to share is your life is defined by your box of consciousness. Now, this was a wonderful thing that James shared about an idea that he has that basically you are in a box and you're in a box that is your consciousness, right? And your consciousness has been created by your society, by your culture, by your family, by your upbringing by the beliefs that have been reinforced to you from the day you were born about how the world exists. And you're living inside that box. Now you think you're seeing the world as it is, but you're never seeing the world as it is. You're seeing your box. You're seeing the insides of your box, right? And that is always gonna constrain you. You're never going to create outside of your box unless you expand your mind to outside the box. So typically, if you imagine, and he had this great little graphic of just like, imagine a little stick figure with a box around him. But your dream, your big dream exists outside of that box. 
It's something that does not exist inside it. It's not something that is predictable or normal or that you've grown up thinking you're absolutely entitled to have it and it's a no-brainer and of course you're going to have it. It's something that's outside of it. And the reason that so many of us really struggle to make those dreams come true is because we're still trapped inside our box. So as we get close to the edge of the box, we'll get afraid, we'll find ways to self-sabotage, we'll push ourselves back into the middle of the box because it doesn't feel safe to go outside of your box. And these are ideas that obviously, if you've been in my world, you have heard me sharing ideas like this multiple times, but I just love the way that he defined it, this box of consciousness. I went, yep, I totally get it. I love it. I agree. And I know that this is what's really sneaky about this or tricky about this is that we can't see our own box. And sometimes we think we've really extended beyond our box, but really we're still trapped in it. We're always trapped in it. And so it's going to events like this, having coaches, having mentors, being in programs that helps you see beyond your box. It gives you tools to move outside of your box with safety, with nervous system regulation, with trust, with faith. So your life is defined by your box of consciousness, but you can expand your box. And that's the goal here. The second big takeaway that I had was you are more powerful than you know. Now, this lesson came to me from our experience at BBD Live of bending spoons. Yes, you heard that right. We actually engaged in some spoon bending. Now, I don't know what you think about spoon bending. I grew up knowing about Yuri Geller, if anybody knows him, how he would like rub a little spoon and the spoon would flop over. This was in the 80s or something that this guy was very popular in the UK. And it's always like, how does he do that? Well, we bend spoons. Now, the way that we were guided to bend the spoon was through a deep meditation. And the meditation was really about seeing the space inside the spoon. So going into deep meditation, holding the spoon, feeling the space within the spoon, focusing on the space within the spoon, and then filling the space within the spoon with our gratitude, with our love, with our courage. Now, what was really interesting was at the beginning of this, Jenny, who is James's partner and just an incredible woman who brought all the sort of spirituality and the uh, meditations to us. And she was absolutely brilliant. So she said at the beginning of this, don't be attached to bending your spoon. Like it really doesn't matter at the end of the day if you bend your spoon or not. Some people will, some people won't. It's okay. Right? It doesn't matter if you bend the spoon. What we're really interested in is bending our minds. What we're really interested in is our own consciousness. And she said, no matter what happens, I guarantee you, if you approach this with the right attitude, you're going to get something out of the experience on that level. So at the very beginning of the meditation of spoon bending, I, I said to myself, look, I don't care about my spoon or not. It's no big deal. I'm completely detached from it. But the moment that we actually started the meditation, suddenly my ego kicked in. Oh, heck yeah, I want to bend my spoon. <laughs> what if I can't bend my spoon? I want to bend my spoon. And so... I just want to feel like how much effort it would really take to bend my spoon. So I had a little sort of push at my spoon. And lo and behold, I discovered that, yes, indeed, I was able to bend it through force. I, you know, I bent it a bit. Well, now, funnily enough, I sort of felt like, okay, well, I've bent it a bit, right? We could say that it was like through the meditation, um, which wouldn't be entirely true. But then I thought, okay, that's interesting. But now I don't want to bend it that way. Like if it doesn't bend through some sort of coherence, through the meditation, through the energetic state, then 
what's the point? You know, like I could force this to bend, I could force it all the way, but I don't want to do that. So now I bet a little bit, my ego is in check now anyway, because I'm like, worst comes to worst, I can say that I bet my spoon a little bit, I don't feel like a complete failure. So fascinating how our minds work, right? I'm just sharing the nitty gritty here, I'm not trying to make myself look pretty. <laughs> and so, so there I was, and we went deeper into this meditation. Now what happened, it was really fascinating, there came a part, we went into the whole gratitude, and I just, that was beautiful, but my spoon was not bending. You know, there was nothing happening. The spoon still felt solid in my hands. Then we went into a space about courage. And Jenny had us imagine and pull up a time in our life where we were really courageous. And immediately something flashed into my mind. And this is what's so fascinating to me always with these kinds of meditations. What flashed into my mind was actually the first day of shooting the concept trailer for my film, Obsolidia. So this is going back, not even the first day of shooting my the actual movie, but the first day of shooting the concept trailer. And she said, you know, and it was weird that that's what flashed into my mind. I was like, God, that was really brave of me to do that. Like I'd never done anything like that before. And I, I did that and I'm so, I was so brave. Like I've, I know the courage that that took from me. And then she said, recognize right now that your courage was matched by your fear. Like as much courage as you felt, you also felt fear. And I really remembered this moment on that day where it was so courageous of me to say, right, I'm gonna shoot this trailer. I've never shot anything before in my life, but I'm gonna do it. And I suddenly remembered though too, the level of fear that I felt so much so that at the lunch break on that day, I went to my car and I sat in my car and I bawled my eyes out. I just cried. I cried and I cried and I was like, oh my God, who am I to be doing this? I'm crazy, I can't do this, it's too much. And I just cried. And through that, and I just gave into the total fear that I felt that I was just, I was an imposter, that I wasn't talented enough, all the things. But through that came that courage again where it's like, and now I'm gonna wipe my face, I'm gonna dry my face, I'm gonna put my makeup back on and I'm gonna get out there and I'm gonna do the best that I can for the rest of the day because these people have come here to the desert to shoot this with me and I've gotta step up right? And it took courage, but the fear was just as strong. Now, as I was thinking about this with the spoon in my hand, suddenly the spoon did just turn into rubber. It just has this feeling. It just suddenly is so soft and it just totally bent. No force involved. It just, it just went like a, like a wet noodle. And, you know, it really made me think that we are so much more powerful than we realize. Like we have all the power in the world, not just to bend spoons, but to bend our reality, to bend our reality. That when we get ourselves attuned to our true sources of power and we just let ourselves go there, there's nothing that we can't do. We can bend spoons, but we can bend the universe to our desires. Now, number three for me on this list is breakdowns often lead to breakthroughs. This was something that was actually stated by Jasmine Starr in her speech to us on the day three, I think it was. And she talked about this, that breakdowns often lead to breakthroughs. I love this phrase. I wanted to share it with you. I wrote it down. I was like, this is so true. I was feeling at that point of the event, like I was having a breakdown in myself. I felt like I was facing so many of my fears. I felt like I was facing so many of my limiting beliefs. And I was feeling like exhausted and really broken down. But the truth is we have to break down to break through. 
One of the most powerful images that I always have of this is how a caterpillar becomes a butterfly. And many of us, I grew up with this idea that a caterpillar goes into a cocoon and then just like, you know, sprouts wings out of its back and then flies out of the cocoon. Right? I don't know who else thinks this. Hopefully you all know a little bit more science than I did for most of my life, but it doesn't happen like that at all. The way that a caterpillar metamorphosizes is it goes into that cocoon and many of them, they just harden into it. And inside it breaks down completely, becomes mush, becomes an, a kind of soupy mush. And out of that soupy mush grows a new thing. So the caterpillar breaks down into nothingness to become a butterfly. And our transitions and our journey, it often is like this too. We break down to break through. It's like if everything's going well, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to the next level. Often it means you're very comfortable and you're going to be stuck where you are for quite a long time. But when we actually allow ourselves to break down, when things just really fall apart, that is often when we have the biggest breakthroughs. Now, number four that I have is the journey to success is not linear. And one of the things that I appreciated so much in this experience was the number of people who are up on the stage who were talking about the ups and downs of being an entrepreneur, the ups and downs of going after big dreams, that it's not like you make your mind up, oh, I'm going to create this dream life. And now it just gets better and better and better. And everything is always just up and up and up. And there's no, there's challenges, but it's like always on the upward trajectory because my own experience with this is you have some great successes and it's wonderful. And then things get really tough. And it isn't like it just keeps going up and up and up. And this is true with my movie making career. This is true with my online business. And what often happens is that when things start to really not work for us or we start to feel really stuck or we start to feel like, oh my God, you know, like this used to work, why is it not working? And all those kinds of things. It's very easy for us to start to drop into a story whereby in the big picture, it's not working. In the big picture, maybe I should change change what I'm doing. In the big picture, you know, this isn't uh, this isn't the right path. But what was really beautiful was hearing person after person up on the stage who's had massive success, sharing the stories of the times where it really wasn't working, where they really made an effort and it didn't come together. And hearing that from so many people and just being reminded of that truth is so important because I think we all look at other people's success and somehow think it's easier for them. And because of that, we often make it the story too, that maybe there's something wrong with us. Maybe the reason we're not there yet is because we're never going to get there because we're not enough. But being reminded that it's always like for everybody, this journey is not easy and you're going to have difficult times. It's inevitable, but it's how you evolve out of those difficult times that matters. It's how you bounce back from them. It's how you stay on the path, no matter what. That's what makes a difference, not the absence of difficult times. Number five, I have courage is not the absence of fear. Now, I feel like this links back to what I was talking about before with the idea of um, in the spoon bending when I talked about the, the courage and realizing really that courage and fear are hand in hand. Jenny shared a beautiful thing from a Pima Chodron book, which I hadn't heard before that I feel called to share with you today, which was this idea that fear is like this really big, loud monster. It's like this big, loud monster, and it's right in your face, screaming at you. And this woman says to the monster, the fear monster, how do I beat you? Right? And the monster says, the only way to beat me is to ignore me. Right? 
And I thought this is so powerful because I think so many of us think we have to slay the fear in order to progress. We have to slay the fear in order to get to the next level, to make our dreams come true. But actually, the issue here is not slaying the fear. The issue is taking action in spite of the fear, continuing to move forward even when we're terrified. That's the key. So really recognizing we don't need to get rid of the fear, but what we have to do is not let the fear define our actions. And if we can do that, then we can have all the success we dream of. Number six I have written down, and this is a great question to ask yourself. If you were 10 times more confident and certain of your success, what would you do? And I really just kind of want to leave that one with you. I don't want to go into what I thought or what I was thinking. I want you to write that down for yourself. I want you to pin it somewhere where you can see it. And I want you to write down five answers at least and then choose one and do it. If you were 10 times more confident and certain of your success, what would you do? Do it. Now, number seven, I've written down your energy is everything. This kept coming back over this weekend in so many different forms. I know this, you know this, we all know this, but man, do we need to be reminded of it at times. The way that it came through most powerfully, like the session that just, uh, just blew my mind was with Michael Beckwith. And you may have heard of Michael Beckwith before. If you haven't, go look him up. He's just incredible. He has a church in uh, Los Angeles called Agape. I think they might be online and international now. And it's funny because I have to admit, when I lived in Los Angeles and I was aware of him, I was like, oh, it's part of the secret thing because he's in the film, The Secret. And that's just like, oh, these people that just want to manifest their dream, blah, blah, blah. I was so not into this at that point in my life. It's so funny. Full circles. Here I am now. I'm just like, sign me up. So Michael Beckwith shared a session with us that was pure energy, pure channeling. And it really did just bring me into that truth. Your energy is everything. It's not what you do. It's how you're doing it. It's who you're being. If we just try to do, do, do what we think is the right thing to do, but we're in an energetic state of desperation, of feeling like a victim, of blaming other people, of being convinced it's not going to work, but we're going to do it anyway because we've been told to do it. If we're doing the things just for the end result, like if you're doing taking actions because you decide you want to earn more money and you think this will get you more money, all these things, don't be surprised if they fall flat because what is determining your results is always going to be your energetic state. So prioritizing your energetic state is a really smart thing to do. If you are feeling abundant, if you are feeling overflowing with good intentions for other people, if you are feeling light and joyful and in a good place, that is going to come back to you 10 times. On the contrary, if you're feeling scarcity and lack and anxious and worried and like other people are in competition and you're judging other people and you kind of hate them because some of them have more than you, this is going to come back to you 10 times. So take care of your energetic state because your energy is everything. Number eight, I have it's safe to face your deepest fears and the way you overcome them is by not letting them determine your actions. So again, this is linked to what I was talking about before. And this really came to me, we did a meditation right at the end where we first of all wrote down our biggest fears. 
which is a scary thing to do in itself. <laughs> right? It's like, if I name my fears, am I not calling them in? Does anybody feel that here? Right? Like if I write down my fears, is that not like giving them voice and like making it, I'm going to manifest them. I don't want to be thinking about my fears. But here's the deal. If we don't think about our fears, if we don't call them up, call them out, they're still there and you're giving your power to them all the time. This is, I've used this analogy before in my classes and in my teachings that you can't trick the universe, right? Like say you're having a guest into your house and you want to make your house look nice for them because you want to make a good impression on them and you do a quick clean but you don't really have time to do a proper clean and so you just like throw things in the cupboard. It's fine, your guests might not look in that cupboard and they won't realize that it's all messy. They just see the surface, they see the outside, it all looks good and tidy. But the truth is, if there's a whole load of dust under your rugs and there's a whole load of mess in your cupboards, if they look a bit deeper, they're gonna see it. And the universe is seeing that. It's seeing everything. It's seeing in your cupboards, it's seeing in your drawers, it's seeing under your beds. You can hide those things you're afraid of. You can hide your biggest fears, but the universe is seeing them and so are you, you're carrying them. And to be honest, the more that you resist them, the more weight you're giving them, the more power you're giving them. So if you can have the courage just to bring them out, bring them out into the open and face them. And as I said before, facing your fears, it doesn't mean they have to go away, but you diminish their power. And so at the end of the BBD event, we did a session where we faced our biggest fears, where we wrote down what our biggest fears are. And then we faced them. We did this meditation where we, we called them up and we faced them down. And I have never done a meditation like that, I have to say. And it was incredibly powerful. And I felt so free and liberated afterwards for naming the fear, for facing the fear, for like being present to it and realizing it holds no ultimate power over me. Ah, so good. So number nine, I have, you cannot do it alone. I just want to cry when I say that. <laughs> you know, it's funny because building a business is a lonely path. You spend a lot of time on your own, just like writing screenplays or making films. Like if we choose to be a creative of some kind, if we choose to be an entrepreneur, the truth is you spend a lot of time on your own. And we often get into this mindset of like, I can figure out by myself, I can do it by myself, I've got this. We tend to be like strong, self-reliant people. That's who's drawn to this kind of work, being an artist, being a creative, being an entrepreneur, being a business person, right? It's like, I'll figure this out, I can do this. Whew, deep breath. But the truth is we can't do it alone. And it's when we're connected with others that we will do it so much faster, so much easier, all the things. I realized for myself while I was there, and it's funny that I hadn't realized this, but my first three years of business, so I started my online business. I launched my first course in, in January of 2019. In a way, I think of myself as starting a few months before that, like I was building my courses. I was sort of like building my plans from, you know, late 2018. So that's five years ago now. And from that moment, you know, I started hiring coaches and getting into programs pretty fast and getting support for it. And I really credit that as what got me where I got to so fast, you know, within two years, I had a business that made over $300,000 in a single year, right from zero, 
from absolute zero and from not having a clue how to do this. And I really can say that that was because of my willingness to invest in coaches and in programs and so forth. And I continued to invest in those things until I was moving to Spain. Now, around the time that I was moving here, I had some coaching programs that sort of wrapped up around that time. And I just was like, oh, I just don't need anything right now. Like, I know what I need to do in my business. I know what I've got to do. And I just need to do it and just crack on with things. Well, cut to this last year in business has really been one of the most challenging ones. And it's not just in terms of the finances, but just everything. It's felt harder. This last year has felt harder for me. And partly I attribute it to being in the messy middle. A lot of people will talk about this with businesses. You know, in the beginning, there's a real burst of fresh energy for you around everything. It's exciting, it's new, and you're just like, oh, I'm building my business and going all in and doing all the things. And then you get to the point that I got to, as I described, you know, what brought me to BBD earlier this year was that sense of, I need to systematize things. Like it's not sustainable. The business is not sustainable just on my energy of creating things every single month and pulling rabbits out of my hat. I need to systematize things. I need to like turn into a proper business. I need to make structures around this. I need to make it into something much more solid than what it is. And this is what people call the messy middle. And this is a difficult time for businesses. It goes from being that sort of, you know, the takeoff into something completely different. This, by the way, can also happen with our artistic careers. It can happen in all different kinds of ways. It can happen in our regular careers. It's the, it's the messy middle. But I realized too that actually, you know, I've kind of been doing it on my own for quite a while. And that needed to change. And the power I felt in just being in a room with other people and the support, being able to ask questions, being able to be held, all of that thing was phenomenal. It just was everything. So I just loved that so much. And I really realized for myself, I was like, okay, Diane, never again, <clears throat> let it slide having a coach or, you know, having that kind of support because you do need it. And I would say it's the same for your artistic careers. It's the same for whatever path you're on in life. Find your tribe, find the people who can support you, find the people who are doing the thing you're doing, find the people who are a few steps ahead of you so that they can support you and guide you. It will make your path so much easier, so much better, all the things. It's a non-negotiable. You cannot do it alone. Number 10, the final takeaway that I wanna share with you. Love and service are truly all that matter. Oh, I could get tearful about this one too. So, so often in the entrepreneurial journey, we start to think about our goals, our targets, the money we want to earn, the number of people we want to reach, but it becomes all about, in a way, us and our goals, and we lose what this is really about, all of it. We are here to love. We are here to be of service. We are here to grow. And I honestly believe that when we do things from that energy, whether it's writing a script, whether it's writing a book, whether it's creating a podcast, whether it's selling an online course, whatever you're doing in this world, if we do it from an energy of love and of service, it will be a success. Nine times out of 10, it will be a success. If we're doing it from the energy of what's in it for me, what am I going to get out of it? It will not be a success. One of the most extraordinary things to witness this last weekend was James and his team and how the energy that I felt from them. 
they really, I mean, they care. On Saturday night at this event, there was a unplugged session with James Wedmore himself. And he invited people to come. He said, this is not, you don't have to come, but if you want to come, just come along and I'll be on stage and I'll answer any business questions you have. Any questions you have about your business, it will just be like an open mic session. You can raise your hand and ask a question about your business. So I went along to it and I was absolutely determined to ask a question about my business. Like I was like, okay, I am going to get chosen. I'm going to get, I'm going to get some coaching on this because there were some questions that I wanted to ask that I was like, I really need help with this. And I would love for someone with James's level to give me some feedback. And so I went along and I raised my hand and lo and behold, I did get chosen and it was intense. I mean, for me, actually, this was one of my biggest wins of the weekend was my courage and putting my hand up. I am not afraid to do public speaking in general. I've got over that fear over many years. It, it, I wasn't always like this, by the way. I did have a fear about it. But now I have no fear of it. But what I do have a fear of is public speaking about my business, my numbers, like, you know, sharing that kind of stuff. I grew up totally in a family where it's like we do not discuss our money and things like that in public. And now I'm standing with a microphone in my hand in front of like, I don't know, 500 people giving my numbers. Terrifying. But what really just blew me away that evening was just watching James and how he responded. I mean, he spent a good 20 minutes uh, coaching me and going deep with me into the things. And the real energy of like, he cares, you know, he was there until in that room until 1130 that night. And he must be exhausted. We were. He'd been on the stage half the day, but he was there till like 1130 that night answering people's questions. And not one person did he like give them short shrift. I mean, everyone who raised their hand, they got a deep in-depth answer. I was like, this man, not only is he incredibly knowledgeable about business and there's, he really is, he knows his stuff, but he also just genuinely really cares. And that's why he's got a sold out event. That's why he's got all these people there because he actually really does care. It's not fake. It's not like he's just thinking about his numbers and how he's making more money. He genuinely cares about people and what they're doing and how he can help them. And that's what creates a success. Now, I always go back into my own filmmaking career. And when I made my first film, Obsolidia, I made that film out of pure love. I mean, there's not a moment in that film that wasn't just coming from the heart. And I always said when it got into Sundance and people were like, oh, my God, how do you get a movie into Sundance? And I'm like, if you make something from your heart, you will have success with it. The problem is so many people get in their heads and they start to do the things that they think are smart, the things that will get them the results. And they're more focused on the result than on you know, creating the intention with which they're creating. If we can always come back to the intention with which we're creating and make sure it's totally being guided by love, by service, by our feeling of alignment, then we're always going to create more success in our lives. But when we are caught up in what we're going to get out of this and how we're going to get it out of there and how it's going to work, and it's better work because it worked for them. And if I do it this way, then it should work for me too. And da, da, da. we're always coming from a place of fear. And if it comes from a place of fear, it's never going to be a great result. So this weekend just reinforced that to me on every level. Some of the speakers reinforced it. Michael Beckwith reinforced it. But also it just was reinforced by the event itself. Because the event itself it could be like, it's just about, okay, we're now going to like make a pitch for you to join us in the next level. And 
uh, of our things and here you can sign up and how many people are we going to get signed up and I really want at least 20% of the people signed up. It could be that energy. And, you know, we were pitched the next level. And guess what? I did sign up for it because, I mean, these people are good people. This is good energy. This is what it's about. It's about service. It's about love. It's about leading from the truth in our hearts. And when we lead from that, everything is going to be amazing. So that was my final takeaway. I hope that this has been interesting for you. I'm just going to leave it with this. I was pretty nervous going to this event. I am an introvert. I know some people are always shocked to hear that because they go, but you're so confident. And I'm like, being an introvert has nothing to do with being confident speaking. It's just about energy and about how we feel being around other people. And for me, I realized I started my business, I would say, in like 2019. And I had a baby at the time. And really, all my focus was on programs online, uh, remote. And then, of course, COVID came. And so then it was that's the only kind of program that existed. And so this was actually the first kind of live event that I have ever been to like this. It's kind of mind blowing. I've been to so many virtual summits, you know, virtual this, virtual that, virtual coaching sessions, Zoom sessions, this session, that session, all the things. But this was my first ever live event. And I am so freaking glad that I went there. I'm so glad that I trusted my instinct and I booked the ticket. I got so much more out of this than I could ever have imagined. And I realized the truth about doing the same things will keep getting you same the, the same results. You can keep signing up for the same things. You can keep listening to free podcasts and then wondering why you're not really making any progress. You can keep reading books and it's like, oh my God, I read another book about this thing, but I'm still not doing it. I'm still not getting it. You can keep doing whatever it is that you're doing, but whatever you're doing has got you where you are, but it won't get you there. Do something differently. Let yourself do something differently. If you've never actually invested in a program for yourself, invest in one. I swear to God, it's going to make all the difference. If you've never been to a live event, go to a live event. It's going to blow your mind. You know, find some different new ways to take your experience of learning to a new level, a new approach in it. Because I think so many of us, we start to feel stuck and we think the answer is more like, I just need to read more books. I need to listen to more podcasts. <laughs> I need to do more programs. But maybe the answer is to do something different, something that feels uncomfortable, something that feels out of your norm, something that feels scary. Because as I said, for me, going to Los Angeles from Spain without my kids for a week felt scary. But oh my God, it was so worth it. So if you're thinking about business by design, by the way, if you are an online entrepreneur and you would like information about that, first of all, I would say go to uh, James Wedmore's podcast. I think it's the Mind Your Business podcast. So check out that if you want to learn more about him. The program is fantastic. I have joined their next level. So I will be coached by James and his team of coaches for the next year. I have like committed to that. And so I'll be going back to California next year for at least one event. They actually have three live events in the programs I've signed up for. So who knows? I don't know which ones I'll go to yet. We'll see. I don't know if I'll be able to swing all three, but I'll certainly go to at least one. And, you know, I just want to say, do it. Take the program, take the risk, go bigger, go deeper. The world needs you. Lead with your light, lead with your love, be of service. Mm. 
and together we create the world of our dreams. Thank you so much for listening to this. This was a bit of a longer one, but I know it was worth it. One last thing before I go. Next week, I'm going to be sharing your best year yet. And if you haven't signed up, let's get you in there. This is going to be a three-day live program in which I will guide you through a process to wrap up this year and set yourself up for the best year in 2024. This is an absolutely indispensable program. And what's best about it, you have lifetime access, so you'll be able to revisit it as many times as you want during the year. This is going to be so powerful. So if you haven't joined yet, jump in. And also we have Limitless Life has just opened its doors. It officially starts on January 1st, and this is a year-long journey to anchor you into limitlessness. So if you are ready to really unlock your next level in life, join us. Go to dianebell.com slash limitless and sign up. We would love to see you in there. All right, my loves, I hope you're doing great and I hope to see you soon. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast today. If you enjoyed it, could you do me a favor? Please leave it a little review wherever you're listening to it or screenshot it and share it on your social media and tag me so I can see it. I would be so appreciative. Thanks so much. I love you and I'll see you soon.